What's up, Gumbo listeners? Demetrius Malbro here with another Data Protection Gumbo episode. And to drop some knowledge for us today, I have Morali Baucha, founder and CTO of Trilio, on. And Morali is a seasoned technical leader that has designed several innovative technologies for the enterprise infrastructure market. He is responsible for Trilio's technology and product strategy, global engineering organization, and patent portfolio. And Murali can often be found biking around Massachusetts with his family or in his home theater taking Zoom calls. Gumbo listeners, Murali will be sharing details why he founded Trilio, some principles that are required behind a cloud-native architecture for data protection and data management, and why it's important to protect Kubernetes data. When we get back from thanking our sponsors. Trilio is a leader in cloud-native data protection for Kubernetes, OpenStack, and Red Hat virtualization environments. Trilio Vault is trusted by cloud infrastructure operators and developers for backup and recovery, migration, disaster recovery, and application mobility. Helping restore entire workloads in one click, visit Trilio.io, T-R-I-L-I-O, for a free trial or demo today. Morali, how are you doing today? I'm doing very good, Demetrius. So glad to have you on the show. And let's find out a little bit about Trilio. This is Trilio and not Twilio. So this is T-R-I-L-I-O. So why was Trilio founded? And I guess what was the big idea around, you know, founding of the company? I've been with the storage industry for a very long time. Um, I joined EMC back in 1998 um, when there was no term of storage area networks and, um, and it's a pioneer in storage area networks. And uh, so my expertise is mostly in the storage, right? I know the storage is very well, not only the primary storage, but also the secondary storage and the backup and everything that goes with that one. So we know how the virtualization has transformed the industry uh, and then it uh, displaced some of the existing players in the backup industry, and then they basically favored uh, new players like Veeam. Um, and cloud is under paradigm, right? That that was changing the dynamics of the data centers. Um, now, for every kind of um, technical inflection points, you need new way of thinking, right? If you do the same way of doing things, it doesn't really work, right? It, you provide you you have a lot of technical debt and there's a lot of friction there to make the old solutions work in the new paradigm. The cloud is all about multi-tenancy, um, hyperscale, right? Elasticity in the self-service aspect of it. And uh, when, when I was looking at this backup area um, back in 2011, 2012, none of them has a solution that fits the backup paradigm, the cloud paradigm. So, um, and uh, we know cloud is going to grow big um, and we want a new model uh, that basically fits the cloud paradigm. And that was the impetus for me to basically go and start this company. Okay, for for cloud native applications and would that happen to be, I guess, primarily Kubernetes and being able to protect Kubernetes data? Is that the primary um, solution that, that your company actually goes after? Right, right now, yes, I think that that's the primary focus. But before that, um, even even the virtualization, even in the virtualization phase, the applications themselves are transforming. Right, um, there is no scale up applications anymore. It's all about scale out applications. Um, you, you don't uh, you don't deploy your application 
um, in one virtual machine, you will generally do it on multiple virtual uh, virtual machines. Like, for example, take uh, Apache Kafka. You may deploy that in 30 VMs or 40 VMs and then grow um, as your business needs grow. So doing a data protection per VM, per physical volume, it doesn't make any sense. So your SLA on the, uh, the backup SLA need to basically take the journey of the application itself, right? So the application may be starting with the two VMs, three VMs with um, two volumes, but then over the period of time, it may grow to 20 VMs and 20 um, physical volumes. So how do you make sure that you um, are, your backup application is basically is part of this journey, and then you take the point in time um, uh, and back it up. So if you were to ever go back to an application where it was 10 VM application, you should be able to, with a click of a button, restore that application to that state, right? Um, and those are the challenges, not only, so this is not, and even in, even within the virtualization space, the applications are transforming. They are becoming a lot more dynamic, not more distributed. So uh, the paradigm there um, is also changing. And so I, I also want to take a step back as well and also make sure that I answer all the questions for the Gumbo audience around, you know, Trilio and what your company does, and also some of the challenges that you may have encountered while starting uh, being a founder of the company. And uh, I guess the question that I have is, why did the the first buyer actually select Trilio? What do you think that was? Yeah, or? That, that was a great question. So the, uh, the first customer, believe it or not, is one of the... Uh, the largest telecom in the United States. The, the customer was having a huge bake-off to find out the best of breed solution for the for the internal cloud that they are building within the within the company, and um, they are they are looking at every vendor uh, technology and um, and we are the last one to go with no name, right? When they looked at our architecture and um, what problems that we are solving for them, um, we we basically built for the cloud and uh, our design and our architecture is built for the cloud, like with the self-service and multi-tenancy focus on the application rather than the data. All those things resonated very well for them. And and we landed um, with that with, with them as our first customer. And usually in a in a in a startup world you try with the small right, yeah. <laughs> small fish. You don't you don't hunt for a whale. Um, but I think um, we landed a whale. Okay. <laughs> Um, with our company. Well, that's that's great and fantastic that that you were able to you know land land the well so to speak. And uh, now you're off and running. And you also mentioned you know cloud native architectures and being able to protect uh, data, and that's where your sweet spot is. What what are some of the I guess required principles behind a let's say a cloud native architecture for data protection and management? What are what are some of your principles that you see? as being key for protecting cloud-native architectures? There are a couple of them I can call out. Um, one is your sol- solution need to be part of the platform itself, right? Um, that's the primary, um, primary. We cannot have a legacy platform that is built on Windows-based or um, some older architectures and somehow try to plug in, develop a plugin that can help back up the Kubernetes um, or cloud native applications. Um, 
your solution need to be part of the cloud need to be part of the kubernetes offering as a service just like istio for example right istio is a observability um, a solution that is uh, a cloud native application you deploy on the kubernetes itself just like those services your backup need to be a cloud native and it need to be deployed as a service offering um, within the platform itself that is that is probably the primary uh, the the elementary requirement um, for the Kubernetes. Then the next one is um, ability to discover or um, ability to protect any kind of application uh, format that's out there. Um, Kubernetes is still evolving what that application means. Um, you can start with the label, so you can identify all the resources based on the label, or you can identify by all the resources that are that belong to a particular namespace. Again, these are elementary um, artifacts. Uh, I can say, like an application, um, it doesn't give a lot of flexibility about how you can evolve that application uh, with these kind of constructs. So um, Kubernetes is now supporting something called operator. Right, um, people can develop an operator which can help you manage that application, grow the application, uh, you know, upgrade the application. Or you can you can follow the Helm route, uh, where you can define your application and then uh, completely manage the lifecycle of that application, including the upgrade and everything. Your backup need to support all of them. So uh, you, your backup solution should not ever force a user to go in one way. Um, user should follow what user what user has, the, the backup solution should follow what user has set up there and then provide the SLA for the, for those applications. So uh, I would consider these are the two primary um, requirements uh, for a cloud-native backup uh, application. And if you think we're even close to being finished dropping data protection knowledge gumbo listeners, we have more insights in store for you as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Gumbo listeners, this episode is brought to you in part by... Trulio's cloud-native data protection platform was named a leader and outperformer in a recent report by analyst firm GigaOM on Kubernetes backup. Hundreds of customers in telecom, defense, automotive, and financial services leverage Trulio Vault to build resilient infrastructure, manage complex application migration projects, meet compliance requirements, and recover from disasters. The latest release of Trulio Vault for Kubernetes is Red Hat, IBM, and Rancher certified and has a unique management console that offers application centric backup and migration across hybrid and multi-cloud infrastructure as well as Kubernetes distributions. Visit Trilio.io for a free trial today. And to Morali, we're back in. Before the break, you were discussing some of the required principles behind cloud-native architectures for data protection and management. And for the rest of this episode, let's get into why cloud architects, backup admins, and developers should look at data protection for Kubernetes. So the two primary requirements, so backup needs to be cloud native and deployed as a service within the platform itself, and also have the ability to protect any application format that's out there. I think those are uh, uh, some, some great key uh, principles behind protecting cloud-native architectures because you also mentioned legacy systems and they're still trying to play catch-up with uh, adding on and bolting on other services and trying to create 
uh, platforms to to do this very thing. Why, why should cloud architects and backup administrators and also developers look at data protection for Kubernetes? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. I think, uh, you know, this is, first, take a step back and see, like, how the applications are evolving. You know, when, when you look at Oracle, for example, this a decade ago, um, you get an ISO image of this application, and then you prime the platform based on the specs of the application, and then you deploy the application. Um, the application is so detached from the platform, it doesn't know that it's running on Windows or Linux, right? It doesn't have um, any any understanding of the platform. Um, platform has so much value baked into that, and the application um, is in a different layer. But as as you can see, the evolution of the application, applications are self-contained now. So you can describe your application uh, in a in a Helm chat or in a cloud formation. And your entire application description is an YAML file that says how many containers need to be deployed, how do you scale that application, what images that you need to download, what kind of storage that you need to provision, what kind of network you need to provision, what kind of secrets. So everything about application is already baked into the YAML file. And that is the CDCI, uh, the paradigm is helping them, right? So you can basically uh, check in this YAML file and then revision control using the Git um, that is enabling the CDCI pipeline. But the thing is, day two operations can also be part of that CDCI pipeline. The day two operations are like, how do you monitor that application? What services that you, that you use to monitor that application? What kind of security profile that you need to apply to that application? And what kind of backup SLS that you need to apply to the application? So these these day two specs can also be part of that application definition. Now, once once you make it part of application definition, now it can be part of the CDCI pipeline. So now it, through the CDCI, not only you are um, testing your application for a day one operation, but also now you have the capability to test um, the application for the day two operation. Uh, let, let's shift gears a little bit, Mirali, and let's let's talk about some actual customer use cases. Um, I think it will be fitting and you know great, so everyone can see uh, how this all plays out in color. So, what are some of the key use cases that customers are, are looking to solve, uh, primarily with with a platform such as yours? Yeah, uh, that's that's a fantastic question. So, I think we are moving into a multi-cloud world, right? Um, you know, you know, I, I know the dominant cloud is AWS next to Azure, but, you know, we will getting into a world where it's a multi-cloud scenario. Corporations, they don't want to tie to one cloud versus other. They need to have the flexibility to move the workload between the clouds for various reasons, right? Now, that is one of the big enabler. And, um, you know, backup, obviously, you have a backup and then recovery. Now, you 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 put the multi-cloud hat on the recoverability. Um, so we are in a unique position where we can provide these unique use cases where application mobility between the clouds, um, migration between the clouds, um, also data disaster recovery between the clouds, right? And um, because we we know how to capture the data that goes with the application in a consistent way, and then keep keep that point in time uh, captures of the data, and then migrate that data into a different cloud and provide the recoverability aspect of it. So um, we are in a, a great position to enable the end user uh, in their multi-cloud journey, right? There are other consoles or portals that are available for helping multi-cloud um, management. But thing is, the 
thing that they miss out is the data. And data is harder to uh, capture for an application. So with our functionality, we can provide a true a multi-cloud uh, management portal for the end user. And I, I guess that's important because keeping with the theme of self-service, that it's important that um, the customer can go in and they have full access to do their own management and, and recoveries whenever they need, right? Absolutely. And, and absolutely. And, and the other uh, you know, use case that is relevant in today's world is the ransomware. Um, you can oh, yeah. see the threat of ransomware every day. Definitely. Um, there are three aspects to the ransomware, right? Um, and people, you know, the the the, the, the ransomware attacks can happen, and then you can they can encrypt the data and then ask for ransom. And the other aspect is they steal the data and then blackmail you to pub that they will publish the data unless you pay the ransom. Um, so, uh, how do we protect against those attacks? Um, and uh, as our platform can provide you a kind of um, solution for for protecting against ransomware. Um, one is we have all the backups are encrypted. That is protection against someone stealing the data. And the other one is our backups are immutable. Um, so that means you, you, the, the ransomware attacks cannot modify the backup image. So there is always um, a, an immutable copy that um, the customers can rely on uh, in case uh, something happens with the ransomware. So the next question that I have for you, Mirali, is, you know, you guys are doing really well out in the data protection market from a cloud native perspective and protecting Kubernetes data and also branching out into virtualization uh, as well. So what, what's next for, for Trilio? What are, what are you guys working on that, that you can share for 2021? We, we have three focus areas that we identified for 2021. One is, it's not a solution, but we want to enable our customers to implement very effective defense against ransomware um, attacks, right? Um, as you can see, like backups is the last bastion, our last uh, um, last frontier for that one. Uh, if everything fails, so people rely on the backups. Um, and we want to we want to provide a very effective uh, solution for people to implement the ransomware, defense against ransomware. Um, we are looking at um, NIST standards that basically talks about how organizations can protect against uh, ransomware. And we want to provide a solution within that framework. That is one one focus area for us. Enable multi-cloud. We will be adding a lot more use cases to enable multi-cloud for the end users. And then our focus, the third focus area is the public clouds. There was also a another use case is OpenStack. Did did you want to maybe go into you know some of the key important areas around OpenStack and you know the solution and to make sure that. Uh, some of the gumbo listeners, you know, how should they protect it? And, you know, what are the important things when you're looking at uh, protecting or working with OpenStack? Yeah, um, believe it or not, OpenStack, there are still a lot of customers out there um, using OpenStack. The use cases could be like uh, then the telecommunications um, uh, providing the uh, 5G networks. Um, there are huge deployments of OpenStack. And Data protection is one of the primary concerns of the OpenStack deployments, and uh, and especially around the ransomware. They need a reliable way of taking backup, a recoverable copy of the applications. Um, you know, so that's that's the biggest concern, and that is driving um, some of the demands for us in the OpenStack market. Got it. And 
So I guess, uh, you know, rolling into the, the closing gumbo question, wh- where do you think everything is headed? So there, there's a lot out right now. So artificial intelligence, machine learning, analytics is, is, is a real hot one right now. What, what is something that, that you are seeing that is, is trending upward and that you think would actually be a thing for 2021 and, and, and beyond? Yeah, I, I think I probably has some philosophical take on where okay. we're heading. Right, let's hear it. <laughs> um, uh, you know, obviously, the um, artificial intelligence and machine learning is going to be big, huge, humongous, um, uh, partly because like you can derive a lot of insights into the data uh, using artificial intelligence. And, um, um, and it, it drives the digital divide a lot more uh, than what the com- computer, the basic computer, the internet drove a few decades ago, right? Um, so more power is concentrated in few individuals with the artificial intelligence and machine languages. That is bound to happen. Um, and then the compute, and then the cloud, cloud itself is driving a lot of consolidation uh, of power in, um, in in few few vendors. Okay, right. right? Um, but th- that 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 will that will accelerate um, at 2021 and beyond. All right. Well, it definitely was a pleasure having you on to hear a little bit about you know what Trilio has going on, your your methods and um, solutions around protecting protecting data, Kubernetes, virtualization, and OpenStack. Is there a way that you would like the Gumbo listeners to reach out to you, maybe on uh, social media? Yeah, users can reach out to us. Um, at um, www.trilio.io or at uh, Twitter handle at Trilio Data or um, can be reached out on, on our LinkedIn page. Thank you very much for having me here. Thank you for listening to Data Protection Gumbo. Please follow us on Twitter at DPG Podcast and join our Backup and Recovery Professionals LinkedIn group. Just search Backup and Recovery Professionals on LinkedIn and you will find the group. And until next time, Gumbo listeners, Have a fantastic week.